It was dusk, and the sun was going down quickly. The kids had thrown a ball or something over the fence, and it was my job to go and retrieve it. So I went to the neighbor's house and knocked on the door, but nobody answered. And so I did what any rational person would do, and that was to simply jump over the fence in the quickly sinking sun to retrieve the ball. And as I did, I came face to face with two of my neighbor's dogs, large dogs. You've never seen a scrawny middle-aged man jump a fence as fast as I did on that day. You see, I didn't go through the door. I wasn't an invited guest. I climbed up some other way. Jesus is talking to a group of Jewish people. And as he is talking to these people, he is telling them that those leaders who have put themselves in a leadership position, teaching things of their own tradition, teaching things of their own thoughts, did not go in through the door, but climbed in some other way. And there was danger. For those sheep. We need to understand the significance of Jesus' statement when Jesus says, I am the door. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, please be turning to John chapter 10. And as you turn to John chapter 10, I want you to keep in mind what has just transpired in John chapter 9. All of John chapter 9 is devoted to the story of Jesus encountering a blind man in Jerusalem. And when Jesus heals the blind man, at first the blind man doesn't know who Jesus is. He doesn't have any faith in Jesus. But the Pharisees and the scribes want to know who it is who has healed him because, you see, Jesus healed him on the Sabbath day. Is that work for God to heal on the Sabbath day? And so as the story progresses, the blind man first is brought before the chief priest, and then his parents are brought before the chief priest, and then the blind man again is brought before the chief priest. And each time he's brought, he tells a bigger story of Jesus. He was a wise man. He was a prophet. He is the Son of God. And after the chief priest kick him out of the synagogue, excommunicate him, he finds Jesus once more. And he speaks of the Son of God, and Jesus says, He who is talking to you is him. That is to say, Jesus is that Son of God. But you see, there are some Pharisees at the end of John chapter 9 who are still in the presence of Jesus, hearing him talk to this man. And Jesus is telling the blind man, Look, there are some people that see, but they are blind. And the blind, when they lead the blind, are both in danger. And so notice at the end of John chapter 9. Jesus says, John chapter 9, verse 39. For judgment I came into this world so that those who do not see may see. And those who may see or those who see, rather, may become blind. 
those of the Pharisees who were with him, did you notice that, heard these things and said to him, we are not blind too, are we? Jesus said to them, if if you were blind, you would have no sin. But since you say, we see, your sin remains. And that's the context of John chapter 11 as Jesus begins to speak once more. You see, Jesus is having a conversation and he's having a conversation in the midst of those Pharisees who said to everyone, follow us because we see, because we have the truth, because we have the knowledge. And they were setting up their own traditions, their own teachings, and demanding that everyone follow them. And so Jesus says, because you say we see, and they really didn't, your sin still remains. But you see, the conversation continues in the John chapter 10. Truly, truly, I say to you, who's he talking to? Those Pharisees, just a verse or two before. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of the strangers. This figure of speech, Jesus spoke to them, but they did not understand these things what these things were which Jesus had been saying to them. So Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear me. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. And he says, All who came before me were thieves and robbers. They didn't come to the door of the fold and, and, and let them enter in. They didn't come in with the sheep. They didn't go out with the sheep through the legitimate door. You see, they climbed up some other way. It was like they jumped over the fence. And they jumped over the fence to steal the sheep. You and I don't get this story very well. The reason you and I don't get this story very well is because we're not shepherds. We're not shepherds in first century Jerusalem. In that context, shepherds would be out in the wilderness. They would be out in the pasture. They would be out in the deserts. And they would be leading their sheep. And from time to time, they would have to go into town to take care of business. And in every town, there was a fold. It was a public fold. And the shepherd would come and he would lead his sheep to the fold. And and his sheep would go in to that fold. And there would be his flock, and there might be ten other flocks. But you see, the sheep recognize the voice of their true shepherd. And you see, the shepherd could then go and take care of business and not have to worry about his sheep because they're in the fold, and there was an assigned gatekeeper at the fold. And Jesus is drawing on something that everyone in his audience would know and appreciate. 
And everyone recognized, hey, if someone goes in over the fence, it must be because they don't have a right to be there. Jesus is talking about the authority of the Pharisees and the Jewish leadership. How they had corrupted the Jewish people. By putting in place of the Old Testament their own traditions, their own rules, and their own values. The Jews of the first century had 39 different ways that you weren't allowed to work on the Sabbath day. And here Jesus is healing this guy and the blind, this blind man on the, on the Sabbath day. And, and they're upset. God simply told Moses, do no work on the Sabbath day. We, I think, can appreciate that. It's a good day to have rest. It was there to have rest. Is it work for the Son of God to tell a blind man, Today you get to see. But you see, they were so wrapped up in the idea that Jesus must have done some kind of work. He violated the Sabbath. And Jesus is saying, you have climbed up over the fence to take something that is not yours. The point of the story is that there is safety in the door. Because the door serves the purpose of being that place in which people can come in and out and sheep can come in and out of the fold and find protection, find safety. And the shepherd knows that his sheep are cared for. But you have to go through the door to come up some other way and take the sheep by violent means or without authority, is to steal and to rob and to take what is not yours. But if you come through the door, then you're coming in a legitimate way. Jesus' point in telling this analogy or telling this parable, this figure of speech, so to, as it says in the text, this figure of speech, is to say that he is the door. That is to say, his teachings are the truth. His teachings are the authority. We need the safety of following the words of God. What fold do you want to be? Do you want to be in God's fold? Do you want to be a part of God's flock? Do you want to be led out of the fold of this world and be able to go with your father? You have to enter the legitimacy and the teachings of Jesus. There is spiritual safety for us. We need to recognize that there are false teachers. There are people that speak things or teach things that are not consistent with the word of God. And when we enter through the door and we are following the words of Christ, we're following the words of his apostles who have been inspired and his prophets who have been inspired to write and to to teach the things that we find in the New Testament, that's when we have that solid base of knowing I'm in the protection of God. But when we hear those things that don't quite line up, even if they sound good, 
maybe someone has climbed in over the fence and is trying to take the sheep for themselves. Sometimes we come face to face with individuals who are putting themselves in the place of authority. And Jesus is saying, you need to think twice about listening to that individual. Because they didn't come in through the door. And so Jesus says, I am the door. I am the legitimacy. I am the legitimate teaching. I am the legitimate source of the teachings of things that we ought to be doing. How is it possible to be a stolen sheep? Jesus kind of shifts things as he tells the analogy. And he says, look, a sheep will recognize the voice of its shepherd and will follow that shepherd. But he's not just going to easily go with a person who's not a shepherd because they won't recognize the voice. How is it possible that sometimes we can be snatched spiritually from the fold by a thief or enticed by the teaching or enticed maybe by their prison we're enticed maybe by how they tickle our own desire our own thinking our own will and someone snatches us from the fold how do we recognize the right way Jesus says the answer to the question is to recognize that I am the door of the sheep. That is to say, I am the source of the authority. And remember, the context is these Pharisees who, with whom Jesus is speaking, who have placed themselves in the position of authority, who have placed themselves in their oral, oral traditions as equal to the Word of God. And Jesus is saying, you've climbed up some other way. And he's talking to them in this context of John chapter 9 and John chapter 10. Let's continue reading in the text, John chapter 10. Verse 8, Jesus says, All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved. And I will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus says there is a contrast between those would-be leaders, those would-be authorities who come and teach things that are contrary to the will of God, who put their ideas and their thoughts on equal level as God's and say, this is what you ought to follow. Jesus says, those folks come only to steal and to kill and to destroy. Maybe they don't even realize it themselves. But Jesus says, I am the door. I'm the door of the sheep. As we look at this, Jesus says, look, I'm the door of the sheep. This is what you need to be doing. But he twists things slightly here. Do you notice what he does here? Earlier in John chapter 10, he talked about the fact that I am the door of the sheep and there are others that try to climb up over the fence and they're thieves and they're robbers. But I am the door. 
And he's talking about those thieves and robbers and how they come in and out. But now Jesus changes things and he says, I am the door. Anyone who comes in through me shall be saved. Before he was talking, I believe, about the legitimacy of his teaching, the authority of his teaching, the source of his teaching. But now he begins to talk about himself as the only pathway to salvation. Not contrasting the teachings of the Pharisees, but now talking to you and I. Now talking to the individuals other than the Pharisees who are hearing him teach on that day and hearing him say, if you want to be saved, you must enter through And he says, here's why. Everyone else is a thief and a rock. The end result of listening to them, the end result of following them, the end result of going along with them, the end result of allowing them to snatch you out of the fold is the result of death. But you see, I come in and I come out and I take my sheep to find pasture. I feed them. I care for them. I come so that they can have life and have it abundantly. I don't want you just sitting in your house with poor food, poor clothes, Poor thing, figuratively speaking. I came to provide you a home in my Father's mansion. I came to provide you a, a place to dwell forever. Not just so that you might have a scrawny little life, but that you might have life and have it abundantly. I am the door. I am your pathway to life. And perhaps he brings it back together for us with the idea of combining the idea of his authority and his source of teaching. It's from God. It's the word of life. And if you follow that teaching and an authority, that's when you have that life. And you have it abundantly. Look around yourself. Do you see a fold? Do you see a fold constructed of stone? That is this world. That inside this fold we find the world, and there are flocks of every kind in this world. And yet there stands a door, and that door is Jesus. And we can escape from being among the world. And waiting for something else. Because we can go through the door. Through the door of Christ. And find that He is going to lead us to a pasture that is green. A pasture that has plenty of water. A pasture that's not 107 and lead us to rest, and lead us to our Father's house. 
And while we're in that fold and we hear different people teaching different things, saying different things, saying this is how you have life, this is what you need to do, we can ignore all those things by looking at the door and seeing in Jesus the truth and the life and knowing that he has that authority, that legitimacy. And we can go through that door and find that package and find that life. How do we get there? How are we able to go in and out of the door? I want you to think for yourselves for a moment and realize that what Jesus is saying here and what this implies to us is that we need to know Jesus. Right? Isn't that the first? Because what does Jesus say here in John chapter 10? My sheep know me and I know my sheep and I call them by name and they recognize my voice and they follow me. Everyone else that comes in, that comes in over the walls, they're thieves, they're robbers, don't listen to them. How do we know the difference? By knowing Christ. By knowing God. By knowing His teachings. By knowing His truth. We have to be in the Word. We have to be able to recognize what God has said, what Jesus has taught. We have to understand what the New Testament is saying so that we can follow it. The first thing we have to do is know the Word of God. But there's something else here for us. And the other thing that's here for us is that we cannot be complacent with our friends and neighbors, with the people we work with, with people that we know in the community. You see, we know that as we are all here in the fold that there are those thieves, those robbers, who climb up some other way. They jump the fence. And we know that they are trying to snatch some of the fold away before they have a chance to go through the door. And we can become complacent. We can say, well, they kind of know the truth. They'll be okay. We can't be complacent and say, well, it's no big deal. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Folks aren't supposed to be any chickens in the fold, right? But we say it, I'm not going to bother with that. And we'll let those friends, those neighbors, be drug over the fence by the thieves in the world. By those who teach something that sounds pretty good, but we know it's not the truth. Let me be plain by saying, we need to not be afraid to speak the truth with those around us. Sometimes we need to have those awkward conversations. Sometimes we need to have uh, that discussion with someone that we know and love who thinks they're right with God, but they have not followed what Jesus has said about going through the door by being united with Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection to baptism. Because as long as they haven't crucified that old body of sin with Christ, Romans chapter 6, they still have that old body of sin. They're still dead in that body of sin. Are we just going to let them remain there when we know the truth? We need to not be complacent. Then finally, the third thing, as we think about entering the door, is that we must be willing to step through that door. 
we must be willing to do for ourselves exactly what Jesus says, or what Paul says, rather, in Romans chapter 6, when he says, do you not know that those of us who have been baptized to, in, into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? And you've heard me preach from Romans chapter 6 until you are so tired of Romans chapter 6. I realize that. But Paul says when we are united with him into his death, we know that we shall also be united with him in his resurrection or united with him in his life. Never to die again. Knowing that our old self has been crucified with him. That our body of sin has been crucified and we have died to sin. You see, we need to be ready and willing to walk through the door, the door of Jesus, by being united with him in his death, burial, and resurrection to death, and crucify that body of sin. And maybe you're here this morning, and you need to do that. Maybe you're here this morning, and you need to be encouraged to talk with someone you know, someone that you love, about the gospel story, so that they can make an informed decision when the door is open, to walk through the door, whatever your need. Won't you come? Let's together we stand and stand.